And so this week we are starting with a brand new series, and we have called it Shift. And if you understand shift is not making big changes, it's moving in small steps. It's just shifting. Hey, have, you, have you guys ever played touch rugby? Hey, you know, people sidestep. It's, it's a shift. It's, it's a move, you know, and small steps have actually big impacts in life. You know, small changes in you have big impact in life. We need to believe that God wants us to keep moving. Who started a gym program in lockdown? Yay, so did we. It's, we, we can get so used to standing still that it becomes the thing that this is all we want to do and we're too scared to move. But God has got so much in store for us, and no matter what is going on, His plans haven't stopped. His word hasn't stopped. What He's spoken over your life hasn't come to an end. So in order for us to still step into what He has to fulfill His plans, we can't stand still. We've got to keep moving forward. We've got to shift from where we are to where God needs us to be. And, and shifting might be something small like just Changing what you do on a daily basis. One thing. Because they say if you want to start changing things, don't change everything. Change one thing. So we need to shift in every way so that we can keep growing. No matter, we don't just grow when things are favorable. We don't just grow when things are good. We've got this um, at, our, at our house. We've got this awful tree. I have no idea what it is. Um, I don't know, it's not a tree, it's a plant. That thing growing up in the corner in Secunda. Every year, the frost comes and kills it. And we think, maybe this is the year this tree will dry. The next year, it just grows bigger. You know, in the unfavorable conditions is when we get tested, is when we get moved, it's when we get bent and we get stronger. And then we grow. And we don't just grow when it's good for us. We learn well when it's good for us, but we grow stronger when we are a bit uncomfortable. So this year, or should I say for the rest of this year, this is what the word needs to be for our lives, shift. So I tried this at home while we were recording our online services and it didn't work. Um, because when you ask a crowd to say shift, when you're recording in your bedroom, you know there's no one besides the teddies that respond to you. How many of you guys have had teddies respond to you before? If you have, we have prayer meeting after the service for you. So since we are live and we are all here, can I ask you to just say that word with me? Shift. Okay, one, two, three. There we go. Uh, guys, online, climb. Turn to the person next to you to tell them to shift. Not shift up, just tell them to shift. Climb in the comments, tell, tell us shift. We've got people online that will connect with you. Come on, talk about shift. You see, shift is to move or cause to move from one place to another. So either you move or you cause movement from one place to another, especially over small distances. 
That is what shift is. And that is what we're going to do over this next few months left in this year. A lot is happening. A lot is changing, whether it be at your work, whether it be at your home. Here in this church, there's a lot that is changing. So what we're going to do is we're going to just shift Shift the way we think, shift the way we do things so that God can use us to still impact lives, to still reach out to people, to still see people come to know Jesus. We just need to shift. It's a movement to become what God wants us to be. What do you want to become at work, in your personal life, as a husband, a father, a wife? Maybe as a child, what is it that God wants you to become in the walk that he has with you at this moment? If we want to become what God has intended for us to become, we can't stay where we are. We've got to keep moving. We've got a pit bull, cutest dog no one loves. Um, it's very friendly, though. It always smiles when it sees people. Um, and um, one thing that when we got it, he was, um, he was, he was still a puppy when we got him. He, he was a rescue dog, and he was small. But within less than a year, he grew, but he's still a puppy. You see, his size changed, but his mindset hasn't shifted from a puppy to an adult dog. So he still wants to sit on us when we are sitting down. He still wants to jump into our arms. He still wants us to carry him. I tried that with my parents once. How many of you guys know at like certain restaurants, they've got kids eat free? I took my parents with. Apparently, it doesn't work that way. But I said, these are my parents. And they're like, yes. I'm like, I'm their child. So I get to eat free, and they just wouldn't allow me. You see, we might change but there needs to be a shifting that comes with the change that we are in. Because as we grow, we need to shift from where we are to where we need to be. And that is why this year, we are going to continually shift no matter where we are, no matter what we're doing. So I want you to turn with me to the book of Kings. We're going to be in 2 Kings. We're going to be reading from chapter 7. From verse 3. This is what it says. Now there were four men with leprosy at the entrance of the city gate. They said to each other, why stay here until we die? If we say we'll go into the city, the famine is there, and we will die. And if we stay here, we will die. Um, sounds like the crudes. <laughs> Everything ends in death. Brilliant movies. So let's go over to the camp of the Arameans and surrender. If they spare us, we will live. If they kill us, well, then we die. At dusk, they got up and went to the camp of the Arameans. When they reached the edge of the camp, no one was there. For the Lord had caused the Arameans to hear the sound of chariots and horses and a great army, so that they said to one another, Look, the king of Israel has hired the Hittite and Egyptian kings to attack us. So they got up 
and fled in the dusk and abandoned their tents and their horses and donkeys. They left the camp as it was and ran for their lives. The men who had leprosy reached the edge of the camp, entered one of the tents and ate and drank and life was good again. Then they took silver, gold and clothes and went off and hid them. They returned and entered another tent and took some things from it and hid them also. Today, I want to chat to you from this subject. We can't stay here. When we shift, we have to move. So we are not going to stay where we are, where we are comfortable, where we are in an issue, where we are in a situation, where things aren't working and I'm scared. We can't stay here. We've got to move. Can I just ask you, just bow your heads as we open up in prayer quickly. Father God, we thank you for your word. Thank you for your goodness. I pray that as we, we, we just open up scripture, inspire us, encourage us, grow us, transform us, we ask this in your name. Amen. Um, any paintball lovers over here? Anybody? Anybody like paintball? I see those hands. Okay. Uh, I'll... I used, to, I used to like paintball. Um, now I think I'm just a bigger target. So I haven't tried it in a while. Uh, but I remember there was this, um, before, before I was in full-time ministry, I used to work for an IT company um, up in Johannesburg. And they decided for team building, how's this? For team building, we're going to shoot each other. So they arranged, uh, we had a massive department. It was I think we were over 50 people in our, in our department, and they decided, okay, for a fun team building, we are going to go and have war games with paintball. Nothing says, let's get together as a team by hurting each other. How many of you guys agree? It's like, I mean, I, I keep trying to fight my son. My wife says, stop it. I'm like, we're bonding. That's what men do, apparently. So <clears throat> at this uh, at this um, team building event, um, there was this one supervisor that didn't get along with me. I might have said something about the way he lives when I first moved um, and, and started working there and things never took off between the two of us. So while they were dividing us into teams, I prayed like, Lord, I don't want to be on his side because this is a team building and I want to build up as a team. I want to shoot him with the love of Jesus, right here. But it just so happened, Jesus loves me and him, and we ended up on the same side. Find out that this guy used to be in the army. Amazing strategist when it came to playing paintball. So we, we used to play, we, we were on this one course where it's like speed paintball. It's, it's really big, but you don't have so many places to run and hide. You just have to hide behind these things, and you have to go and try and either kill as many people or capture their flag. It's, it's, it, it works on the same basis. But, man, we were big teams. I think there were like over 15 per squad at the time, and we were playing this one team, and they were dominating. And I got to this one place where I was just sitting and breathing, and I realized you know what? We might as well give up. These guys are so good. 
And while I was sitting there, and all you hear is that sound of war. You know, men, things that makes our adrenaline pump. It's like, yeah, my wife is going to know I'm a real man. And uh, this guy that I didn't like, he comes running up, slides next to me. You know, it almost looked like a superhero movie. You know, they have that three-point landing. But he just slides in with his gun, and he's like, you can't stay here. You've got to move. And I'm like, but they're going to shoot me. And he goes, it's okay. You've got to move. You are less of a target if you move. And this is what he did. So I was like, who are you? And he just grabs me and we start moving. It felt like I was like in the real army. They should have made a movie about it. And, and, and we move. I, I would like to say we won. We didn't. Because they had more people than us. But we didn't go down at that moment. We took quite a few people out with us. But the thing is, you can't stay where you are. You've got to move. No matter where you are, you've got to move. When you are going through something, you can't stay where you are. How many of you guys have had a bad day and something has happened and all you do is you sit and mope and sulk and complain about that one specific instant and instead of your day getting better, you dig a deeper, darker hole. Why? It's because you're staying where you are. But if you just shift a little, if you just move a small place, things change. You see, it might hurt. You don't go to paintball because it feels good. Okay? No one says, oh, I love getting shot. No one does. It is going to hurt, you see. So, and, and then even the thought of getting hit could make you want to say, no, I don't even want to play. The fear of, of getting a bruise. How many of you bruise easily? It's from the last beating my wife gave me. But just the thought of getting hurt can stop us in our, cra- in our tracks. In our cracks, I'm sorry. <laughs> and you would rather have the game end than move forward. Come on, guys. <laughs> God created everything. <laughs> so... It might be okay in a painful game to think that way. But it's not okay to think that way in life. If we think, you know, but it's going to be difficult, we will never take that opportunity. If we think, oh my gosh, I got hurt in the past when I tried something like this, we will never experience the goodness of what God has for us in that moment. We can't allow what we think to hinder us from moving forward. So we have to move forward. You see, as we're reading this passage, here we meet four guys. Lepers. Our attention is drawn to the most unlikely people in the Bible. Whenever you see lepers, they're sick. You know, they're Their disease is contagious. You could catch it by being in their vicinity or touching something that they have touched. Sound familiar? It's kind of like the the time we're living in. But you see, at this point in time, the, 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 the Israelites are in Samaria 
and this king comes and attacks them and he lays siege around the whole city. He cuts them off from their supply and there's a drought and a famine inside the walls. So there's no food going in and people are dying. And here we meet these four guys and they have a decision that they have to make to either stay where they are or move. They knew what would happen if they stayed. They were 100% sure that if we stay here, we know the outcome. But then they started thinking, and they started questioning each other, and they got together. This is why it is really important that we understand the power of being in partnership. When we're with people, we can bounce off ideas. When we're with people, they can tell us what we don't want to tell ourselves. How many of you guys, so uh, I don't know about you, but I get frustrated. It's probably because I'm real. I get angry. And then I walk to my wife and I tell her, you know what? This, that, and the other sucks. I hate it. These people, they're awful. That situation sucks. And she will always go, have you prayed about it? Woman, you suck. And I walk away. Because a lot of the times we know what we have to do, but we don't think about it. So when the words of someone else that you are in partnership with touches you, it changes you. So these guys have a decision that they have to make. Just like in paintball, they can either stay and die, or they can move. And this is what we learn from this story, from these four lepers, is that you have to shift your thoughts. In order for you to move, you have to change the way you think. Because you can be saved by grace, you could be living a great life, but you can still have a leper's mentality. You can still be bitter. You can still think bad and negative about yourself. That is why you need to shift the way you think. What is at risk in your life if you don't change what you think? How many of you guys want to write a book? What is stopping you? How many of you guys want to try something new? What is stopping you? Besides, wait at this moment, I would love to one day climb Lion's Head. Oh, and there's the, the, the fear of heights. Uh, but you have to change the way you think in order for you to achieve what you want to achieve. Because it's the power of the mind that can stop you, stop you from achieving your dreams. Don't allow the situation you are in to become the excuses from stop you from getting to where you need to go. Because there's a difference about my situation and the situation becoming my excuse. I want to lose weight. I, I, I do, I promise, I do. I love food. I love eating. But that is why I train, because I love eating. A lot of people go, no, I can't lose weight because I'm so big. But change the way you think, and your situation will change. So we have to constantly work on the way we think. 
And so these guys, they get together and they thought about their options and they, they, they lay it up. If we go back into the city, we die. If we stay, we die. But if we go, if we move, yeah, they will kill us, but at least we'll be fast. We won't have to suffer like this. But if they capture us, we'll at least have something to eat. You see, they change their way of thinking. Proverbs 3 says, trust in the Lord. In the Lord. With all your heart. Sometimes we trust in our own strength when we look at the situation that we are in. And then we go, I can't do this, so I won't. But Proverbs goes, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. I understand that there is a pandemic at this moment. I understand that it is tough and that things are difficult. But I also understand that my God is great. That he's bigger than everything. That he has brought me out the things of my past. He can carry me through what I'm going in now. So I have to shift the way I think. In all your ways, submit to him. Not to your problems. Not to your situations. Not to your past. Not to your failures. Not to what you see. Submit to him. And he will make your paths straight. We need to change the way we think in order for us to move. How many of you guys have a favorite verse? A favorite passage? Favorite Bible book? You know, there are so many times that we read things and we go, Lord, I claim that promise over my life and we believe it. And then something else happens and we go, yeah, Lord, this is not working out. But we need to shift our minds in the way we think, knowing that if he did it once, he will do it again. That he loves us and he'll never leave us. So like we spoke about in our, when, when we were talking about our values, when we move, God moves with us. We've got to change the way we think that God moves with us. So when we shift our thinking, you need to know that we are the ones that need to make the move. The funniest thing is, they were waiting, but no one was coming to help them. They had to go and look for help. A lot of times we just sit back and we go, oh Lord, please help me. Show me what we need to do. And all he's saying is like, just get up and go. How many of you guys like showering? Uh, I've got this really love-hate relationship with the shower in our current house. It's one of those old geezers. It doesn't have pressure. It uses gravity. Uh, I don't know if any of you guys have experienced those. So like, you can't really get the temperature really well. You either freeze or you change color. You, you know, it's one of those. You either go red or blue. 
You know, I'm a real colored when I climb into the shower. It's like, ah, it's really funny. So in summer, it's no problem because there I like the cold shower. But in winter, it's a little bit different. You can't have a cold shower. So you try to have a hot shower. And so when you put on the hot water, you can get in, shower quickly, and then get out, you know, just enough time so that you don't burn. But then there are days you find that sweet spot where the temperature is just right. And you just stay there. And you don't care that the kids have to go to school. And it's just warm. And it's nice. How many of you guys know you have to move and get out the shower for your day to begin? But you have to make the decision to move. Because if you don't make the decision to move, it will be made for you. Because how many of you guys know the water doesn't stay warm forever? And how many of you have experienced hot water going cold immediately? Oh, it's very nice. And, and, and that is what we have to see over here. We have to make the decision to move because if you don't, like when you're in the shower and it's so good, if you just stay there, number one, you're going to be late. Number two, your bill is going to increase. Number three, you're going to have to get out the shower. It's the same in life. When you are stuck, you have to make a decision to move, and you've got to move it. Because if someone else causes you to move, sometimes it won't be in the right direction. And that is why God is giving us wisdom when we shift the way we think so that we can make the move. You have to decide. Most of the miracles in the New Testament is Jesus responding to people moving. The lady with the issue of blood. She made the move to touch the hem of his garment. The Roman soldier with, the, uh, with his servant that was sick, Jesus responded to him coming to Jesus and asking him to heal his servant. Peter, climbing out on water. The miracle happened when he moved. Everything starts, or should I say, Jesus responds to us moving. Can I say that Jesus will meet you at the point where you start to move? What if the thing you have been actually waiting for is ready and just waiting for you to step into it? We can't stay where we are. Because if we stay here, we will die. And this is the thing. No matter what God says, it will happen. God's word never returns to him void. If he has promised you life, you will have it. Because what they did was way bigger than what they could actually see. The four lepers stepping into the enemy's camp was actually God fulfilling a word he spoke to the nation of Israel in verse 1. 
You see, in 2 Kings chapter 7, verse 18, we're going to read there now. Before we get to this part, these lepers, after their second time returning to the camp, one of them pipes up and he goes, you know what? What we are doing here is not right. We should go and tell the city about what is happening here. So they go and they run off. They tell the king. The king sends people to check it out. They come back. Yay, these guys are gone. And they leave the city and they go and plunder the enemy's camp. And let me just read this in verse 8, 18 of chapter 7. It says, it happened as the man of God had said to the king. In verse 1, Elisha meets with the king and he says, this is what's going to happen. That about this time tomorrow, a seer of the finest flour will sell for a shekel and two seers of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. And one of, and the God that was closest to the king says, even if God opens the heavens, how is this possible? Because their situation was so bad, they couldn't see beyond what was happening. People were eating horses and their children. And then they get to a place where they go, you know what? How can God change this in an instant? But you see, where we look at the natural and see impossible, God works from a point of supernatural, and he is the one that makes the impossible possible. But what we get from this is, God is going to do what God is going to do. So what he says he will do, he will do. And how many of you guys know he will use you in spite of you? In spite of your, I don't feel like I want to do this. In spite of, this is the problems. These are my faults. These are my failures. Think about it. God tells Elisha to tell the king, you guys will have food this time tomorrow. They, it happened, but not the way they expected. Four lepers made a decision to go, hey, I'm going to go and find food. And from there moving, they were saved. In the book of Exodus, the Israelites cry out to God for help. And what does he do? He calls Moses. The book of Judges, they cry out again. And what does he do? He calls Gideon. The lowest of the lowest. Moses, the one with issues. The one that killed people. The one who's a fake. He's not a real Egyptian. God uses these lepers to see those that think they are whole, think they have it all together. He uses the broken to save the rest. He will use you. God will do what he will do and what he says he will do will happen. I've got to share with you, all of you guys know that at the end of this month, we are celebrating what Pastor Louis and Yulandi have done in the life of Prodeo. And so when Ali and myself came on team and we joined this team over here, I was so excited because we had also just planted and it was nice to finally have people 
that was working with you in team. And I'm like, oh man, I can take holidays now, only to find out Louis the one that booked all the holidays. And, and, and so, as, as we were partnering and we were moving forward, he tells us, Milo, this is what's happening. We are moving. Will you please pray with us? And like the good Christian I am, I go, yes, I will pray with you, Louis. So I go into my quiet time and I pray, Lord, if it's your will, let them find the right place. But as your favorite son, I am asking you to keep them here. Amen. And I would tell him this. I told him for all the time, <laughs> that is my prayer. Until one day God stopped me. And he's like, I am answering a prayer that started before yours. And it convicted me. His move is an answer to a prayer and it does, and, and, and it's totally not what those people thought it would be. A guy from South Africa moving to Canada to bring a change in a place that needs Jesus. You see, you don't know what your move will affect. You can't stay where you are because you might die, but someone else's prayer might also not be answered. I've spoken to many of you and, and, and you have told me stories about, I don't know why, but when I got to this place, God used me. It's because we move. God will do what he says he will do. It will happen as he says it will happen. But in order for us to do that, you can't stay where you are. We've got to shift. So this week, we need to live with this thought of, I've got to shift. Shift the way of my thinking. I can't stay here, so come on, let's shift where I am from now and just move a little so I can see the problem a little bit differently, so I can see God beyond my problem, so I can see God bigger than my problem. And then may I shift my expectations and understand that what he says, he will do. Because while you're praying, it might not look like anything is happening. But we sing songs. And we belt it from within ourselves. Even when I don't see it, you're moving. So don't give up. Don't go write that book. Go write those songs. Go apply for that job. Go and try something new. Because you never know how God can use you to impact someone else's life. You just have to shift. So can I ask us to pray quickly? Lord Jesus, many times we stand here and we, in life, at home, at our work, in our family situations, wherever we are, and we see the problems that we are faced with daily and we think, how can we get through this? But we pray, may we learn from your word today that we just have to think differently. That our thinking propels us 
forward and doesn't keep us stagnant. And as we move, Father God, may we know that you will do what you said and what you said will happen. So I pray over everybody now that has to make a decision of moving, of shifting, whether it be their thoughts, whether it be in their relationships, whether it be in their work, whether it be pursuing you. Father, I pray, may we shift our mind to the right way of thinking. May we move, not just think about it. Pray that you'd bless everyone. This week, I, I ask that you, you would keep us safe, Father God. Protect us through this pandemic. Give us opportunities to share you with other people. May we know that we are here to make a difference. I bless everyone that is here and their families. I pray your favor over each and every one. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.